Well, uh, after last week's discussion on uh, the end of Mick McCarthy's reign, uh, myself and Mark were looking forward to discussing Brian Carr's time in charge uh, of the Republic of Ireland national side. But again, the fates conspired and our plans had to change. But now we have something actual sports related to discuss uh, in these times when nothing at all is happening. Um, so uh, Mick McCarthy has stepped aside as senior Ireland international manager and the, under, the previous under-21 manager, Stephen Kenny, has been appointed manager of the national side. Uh, and with him, uh, he's going to be joined by Keith Andrews, uh, and who is his assistant at the under-21 level, and Celtic coach Damien Duff, obviously a Republic of Ireland legend in his own right, uh, will also be joining the, the management side. So, uh, with that uh, in mind, uh, myself and Mark are joined by Philip Flanagan from the Bottomless Pit of Football to discuss the, the changes at international level. Um, so, we're going to start, first of all, by just looking back at uh, Mick McCarthy's second time, second reign in charge of the national side. Um, you know, he appointed in after uh, Martin, Martin O'Neill. Uh, had a fairly underwhelming end to his reign in charge in, in 2018. Uh, Mick was straight into the, the Euro 2020 qualifiers and uh, his opening game was a 1-0 win away to Gibraltar, played in absolutely horrific conditions um, mm -hmm. by all accounts. Um, so, Mark, I mean, it was barely uh, 12 months in charge, really, but what was your uh, your overall impression of of Mick McCarthy's uh, second reign, and what do you think the legacy of that time, if any, is going to be? It's a good question, Joe. Um, I suppose the one word that kind of comes to me with Mick McCarthy throughout his managerial career has been stability. And again, his second stint in charge, but the Republic of Ireland is very much like that. Can you recall with Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane managerial end? It was all very doom and gloom and it did really need someone an experienced hand through to kind of kind of resurrect kind of the fortunes. Now, granted, football aside, <clears throat> hasn't been great in terms of the attractiveness and creativity of it. But he has provided us with a bit more competitiveness, a bit more stability in terms of defensively how we've set up. Um you know, it, it he, he's provided solid foundations here for Stephen Kenny to now kind of proceed, I would think. But again, in terms of legacy, 12 months, it's a pretty small period of time. And again, we'll, again, nothing has really been proven here in terms of the squad of players that he kind of assembled here because we're still hinging on a playoff against Slovakia and potentially Bosnia and Northern Ireland. So, um, so plenty more to kind of come there. But I suppose stability was the kind of the key and foremost on McCarthy and I think he delivered that. Yeah, I think if you look at the the, the previous 12 months uh, under Martin O'Neill, we were struggling to score, we were struggling to win games. Um, and I think that's, you know, what Mick brought back, he brought back wins. You know, I know there were competitive wins. I know the, the opposition were weak against uh, Gibraltar and Georgia. Um, but, you know, like the old saying goes, you can only beat the teams that are, are in front of you. Um, Phil, what do... I guess I can ask you the same question. I mean, what do you think the, the legacy of the last 12 months of Mick McCarthy's second reign in charge are going to be? <clears throat> I don't think there'll be much. I think this is going to be a thing where in 10 years' time, we're all going to turn around and go, oh, geez, yeah, Mick, Mick had the team for the group stages, didn't he? I actually think that's all that's going to be to it. Because initially when he came in, I, I was delighted because 
I wanted McCarthy to come back. But then when I heard it was only going to be for one campaign, you're kind of like, well, what's the point? It was like, it's, it was kind of like Delaney's last kind of big move. It was the same old short-term thinking. Like I know it's easy to say that in hindsight, but I think in a few years' time, we're just going to look back at it. It was just like, oh, that was all just a bit of a waste of money and, and time. We're as well just put Kenny in at the time. Because really, there's no big standout performance either. Like, I think the best performance of McCarthy's reign was probably the 1-0 at home to Georgia, where he had Glenn Whelan whizzing the ball around like he was Pirlo, and we played really well. I know we only won 1-0, but besides that, it was more a case of, of nearlys, you know, nearly against Denmark, nearly against Switzerland, uh, nearly against Denmark again, and, and then the, the game away to Georgia. So I think it'll be, yeah, I think when we talk about McCarthy in in, in even five or six years' time, it'll still be Saipan and everyone will have forgotten about this. Yeah, just from my own point of view, I think that the 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 long term legacy of what people are going to remember the the second the second uh, reign this uh, of Mick McCarthy is probably just the 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 first caps that were given out, the debuts that were made under his under his watch. You know, we had yeah. Troy Parrish, we had Leo Connor, um, you know, I had Aaron Connolly. Um, I know we also had players like James Collins, but you know, I think that uh, that's probably what the, the footnote is going to be. That uh, you know, Aaron Connolly got was given his debut by Mick McCarthy. You know, Troy Parrott given his first chance at senior international level by Mick McCarthy. Leo Connor given his debut by Mick McCarthy. Um, if we can go back twelve months so and go back to the, the the actual announcement that Mick McCarthy would be in charge for for the for the the Euro 2020 campaign and then would, would hand over to Stephen Kenny um, whenever that ended. Uh, I think the reaction was acceptance more than anything else. There wasn't any massive outcry. I don't think there was too many people claiming that, oh, Stephen Kenny should go should go straight into the, to the national side or the senior national side job. The, the consensus seemed to be that you know, it's a it is a massive step up from League of Ireland to international football, and that by giving him uh, the charge of the under twenty ones, it would give him a chance to to get used to to you know the international game, which is which is a, a step up from uh, from from League of Ireland. That we uh, get used to the, the the different timetable, the the shorter length of time he has with players, but by the time. By the time, by the end of the year, um, some of the results at under-21 level had changed people's thinking a little bit. And instead it was, well, maybe we could have given him a chance at, at senior level. You know, we were, uh, after the, the, the Nations League games under Martin O'Neill, we were pretty much guaranteed at least a playoff spot. Um, and as wits... Stephen Kenny in charge, we might have played better football. We might have gotten a result against Denmark or or Switzerland. And uh and now I um I, I kinda think I start to agree with that uh, that point of view. Uh what do you think, Mark? Yeah, it's a it's a kind of the hindsight's great though. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of uh, one guy in particular, Steve Staunton. <laughs> just in terms yeah. of the the experience factor of it. Um maybe the FBI were a little bit spooked. By going down that road, given the um, the experience with poor old Steve, you know Bobby Robson and all that kind of you know unforeseen kind of illness, and 
just had Steve just literally there exposed. So maybe there was a bit of thinking on the FBI office front to give him a two-year kind of experience, Stephen Kenny, to get to grips with I know under 21 and senior to completely different kind of ball games here, but just to give him the international experience um, and just to kind of see how Mick McCarthy would have operated as well. Um, yeah, I think from an FBI perspective, as you've said before, Delaney's last throw of the dice and again, looking at the options, you know, going into that Martin O'Neill kind of Roy Keane departing. I mean, there wasn't really any kind of standout names kind of coming in, banging the door down for uh, the job either. So I suppose Mick was kind of just seen as that safe pair of hands. And Mick of Oz has always expressed a need and a desire to get back into club football eventually after that Unsumero News kind of um, um, departure from Ipswich Town. I think he has a point of proving club football. So the two year stint. With the Republic of Ireland, probably was certainly a nice kind of leeway for him to kind of recharge batteries, focus in on results with the Republic, and then get back into club football. So um, maybe best is best situation there, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, at sixty-one, you know, he could still have maybe another ten years at least uh, in club football. Um, you know, I think people go back to that to, to the way he left uh, Ipswich Town. Um, I think it, it was the the reaction to the crowd to a substitution um, he made in a game that kind of made him think that this is, it was, it was time to go that uh, uh, the, the, uh, there was a substitution uh, was booed. Um, and in the press conference after the game, he told the assembled, uh, assembled press that, you know, you won't have to, to deal with this anymore. But considering what's happened to Ipswich uh, in the, the nearly two years now, uh, since he left, you know, I think it does reflect well on his his uh, his experience, his uh, his his abilities uh, at that level of the game, and you can see him getting a you know a championship level club without too much difficulty in the in the very near future. Um, so, just Phil, if we can just come back a small bit and maybe ask you the same question: that do you think that the FEI made a mistake in giving McCarthy the job or do you think did you did you agree with the decision of giving Kenny the under 20 role, 21 role at the time and now as we've said like uh, with hindsight would you change anything well at the time I was actually delighted because I think everyone needed a bit of a pick me up after Martin O'Neill and to give us the best chance of qualifying for the next tournament which was the Euros we needed someone like McCarthy so he was probably you know it was probably the right decision to put Kenny in then and after two years, it was kind of like, okay, well, this is... It, he, Delaney was kind of plumossing the fans. He was like, look, we're going to give you a mick. He's going to try and get us qualified for the Euros. And then when that's done, we're going to get you Stephen Kenny and we're going to play all that nice football you, you've been wanting for years. That's the kind of way I looked at it. And I did think Mick was the best chance. But a few games in, you start to realise that McCarthy was out of there after the Euros. He didn't have to take any risks. He didn't have to like blood any new players. He didn't have to make any radical changes. He was just going to do what he was going to do. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. There was nothing really on it for him. I know he gets he he's due the bonus if they qualify. But like even you were going on about his um the the debutants he the 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 players he gave debuts to, like he really was strong armed into giving Connolly and Parrot his their debuts. Like there was big pressure on him and he needed to do something to kind of get the fans back on side. So in hindsight, I 
they probably could have put Kenny in. Kenny had enough experience, I think. I know not at international level, but in hindsight, they probably could have put him back in. But that's it, really. You you know, um, it's just two years. Well, yeah, it's not. A, it's not two years. It's, it's maybe a year wasted, more than likely. Uh, yeah, and I think well, you know, I I'd agree with Mark that you know, hindsight in football is always twenty twenty. Um, yeah. I know, like people say that maybe you know Michael O'Neill should have been recruited from the north, and my 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 reaction to that is always, well, people want Michael O'Neill the manager now. They didn't want him, you know, eighteen months into his his tenure in charge of the north when he still hadn't won a game. You know, they didn't want him twelve months later uh, until you know waiting for his second game. Our second win at senior level when he'd lost to, to Luxembourg, when he'd lost to, to Azerbaijan. But, you know, the Northern Ireland, uh, when the, the Football Association stuck with him and they got the reward, you know, which in hindsight was the right call. Um, look, we'll never know. Uh, we'll never know what could have been, what, could have, what the last 12 months of football could have been like under Stephen Kennedy. Or Stephen Kenny, my mistake. Um, but we can look forward now to the the next Nations League and the, the the playoffs. Now, as things stand, the obviously the the playoff against Slovakia has been cancelled and uh, has to be uh, rescheduled by UEFA. The uh, Euro twenty twenty tournament has been postponed by twelve months. Um, so. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that one of the current rumours is accurate and that the the Nations League uh, games scheduled for the, the end of the year against uh, against Bulgaria, Finland and Wales all go ahead as scheduled and the playoffs uh, take place in early 2021, probably around the same time that the, the playoffs were originally scheduled in 2020, so mid to late March and then uh, with for the, the first leg uh, and the... Or the first playoff, and then hopefully uh, the final uh, a week later. Given that the 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 players that have been introduced under Mick McCarthy, given the players that Stephen Kenny has worked with as under twenty one level, who do you see uh, in the squad for the game against Bulgaria in uh, in early September, Mark? Yeah, I, I would sincerely hope that with the Bulgarian game in particular that he would be able to blow an awful lot of the under-21s that have impressed for him in this qualification campaign. Mm-hmm. The likes of Jason Malumphy for me has been an absolute revelation for Millwall this season, unknown from Brighton. I mean, his skill set's superb. Um, uh, definitely a guy from midfield, box-to-box player, very creative. Definitely needs to be given his game minutes now and time to impress um, maybe Adam Ida as well from Norwich City. Whenever I've seen him, he's cameo roles. Uh, I know uh, Pookie has been the kind of main guy there in Norwich, but when he's when he's give, been given his League Cup and FA Cup appearances with Norwich, he's certainly impressed. So another guy that I would hope would be given some sufficient game time. Um, the likes of Dara O'Shea as well, Collins as well, playing their trade in the championship as well. These guys have really kind of grown into stature for West Bromwich Albion and Stoke, respectively, this season. So guys like that, and also you're looking at Aaron Connolly, Troy Parrott, guys like that, Leo Connor as well, as you mentioned, Joe, as well. You hope that he would be able to inject an awful lot of youth, particularly into that Bulgarian game, because what we saw of Bulgaria in that friendly earlier on this season, they were embarrassing, really. So I would hope anyway that an awful lot of young talent could be uh, given sufficient game minutes in that fixture for sure. 
Yeah, just uh, my own opinion is that I don't think the goalkeeping situation is going to change too much. I think uh, Darren Randolph is going to continue as as number one. Uh, I can see Mark Travers being the, the, the backup and then one other keeper uh, called in, possibly Rodgers even from, from League of Ireland. Um, I think in defence, again, I don't see it changing too much. I think it'll be uh, any two from... Uh, Shane Duffy from uh, Kieran Clark and John Egan, they're playing um, uh, Premier League football. It's hard to argue um, a championship uh, defender, no matter how good uh, he is, uh, taking any of their spots. But I, I do see Darrow Shea possibly coming into the squad. Maybe not to start, but I think he'll, he'll definitely be he'll definitely be in the squad. Um, I think. Uh, one of the, the more uh, interesting conundrums he's going to face is can he get Seamus Coleman and Matt Doherty into the same side? Um, so, Phil, this is a, a problem that the last two managers have had, and it's probably a, a welcome uh, a welcome headache. You know, We've got two of the, the best right-sided defensive players in the Premier League available to us. We just can't figure out um, how to get both of them into the same team. So, uh, what do you think Stephen Kenny is going to do about that? Well, I think unlike uh, O'Neill and McCarthy, he'll have a real go at trying to fix the problem. I know McCarthy tried it once. Did we play a three-five-two once? But I, I think uh, I think Kenny will really have a go at it and try and get the better. Like it makes sense. We have Egan there as well. We have the two Sheffield lads. We have Stevens. They both play in a three-five-two or a kind of a wing-back situation. So does Doherty. That's three of our best players. Like, the strongest unit in our team is our defence. So if we have three of those players already playing in, in their preferred positions, I think he's going to have to try and do something to try and fit them in. I think the biggest job, though, would probably be midfield. Centre midfield, trying to restructure that and get new blood in there. And just you were on about players, Jason Knight as well for Derby. Yeah, indeed. You'd like yeah, to see I think him come straight in. You'd really want midfielders coming straight in, like like Molumbi as well. Like, not even being blooded. Like, get them in there for the first game against Bulgaria. Because the, the, the whole midfield needs restructuring. We can't really be relying on Glenn Whelan, uh, Hendrik, Horhan. Uh, Hendrik Fine has, has played reasonably well this season. He's come, like, the last few games for, for uh, Burnley. He's done okay. He's out on the right-hand side. But the, the centre midfield needs a big restructuring. Yeah, and I think that's that's something we've all been aware of for for a long time. Um, I know Martin O'Neill gets criticism for for retiring Glenn Whelan, but I think that the the aim was that you know he was in his mid thirties or he was getting into his mid thirties at the time that you know it was time to look at someone younger, um, uh, someone that could you know make it maybe would be playing for the next decade uh, in in our central midfield, um, and then. But unfortunately, that 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 player didn't emerge. I know, like James McCarthy, just constantly seemed to be to to be injured. He's only really put together a run of games um, consistently this season. Um, and I, I would, I genuinely would like to see uh, James McCarthy back in in the Ireland team. You know, possibly alongside Josh Cullen, um, possibly alongside Jason Malumbi. And I think again, it's just it's. James is a, he is a Premier League player. He's playing regularly in a Premier League team, and he's playing for a very good manager in Roy Hodgson at Crystal Palace. I, I think you know it's it's 
it's something maybe that we've been missing is that kind of box to box player. Um, I don't really think that's, I don't know if many people would, would categorize James McCarthy as that kind of player, but he's just, he's very comfortable taking the ball from defense. He's very comfortable moving uh, with possession with the ball and he's very comfortable finding passes. Um, I, I, I think he is the kind of player that you could, you can build a midfield around, you know, in injuries aside, I, I really do hope we see him, um, in the Ireland team for for the next few years, um, Jason Malumbi, you know, he's possibly been uh, unfortunate with injuries uh, over the last two years. He, he basically had to have his knee rebuilt. Um, I think otherwise he definitely would have made his his Premier League debut for for Brighton um, after appearing for them in the the League Cup and and been named on the bench uh, a couple of times. Um, but you know. Uh, the, the senior team's loss has obviously been the, the under-21s gained this season or in the last 12 months. He's probably been uh, the, the standout player in midfield. Um, you know, and again, he's the kind of player that Ireland don't really produce. Um, you know, he's got pace, he's got power, he's got an eye for a pass. Um, he's comfortable basically playing anywhere uh, in the, the centre of the park. So, you know, uh, I... Possibly was thinking of a, a midfield three of him in in front of the defence with uh, McCarthy and and, and Cullen uh, in in the the, the standards uh, midfield positions. Um, so then you know up front again, uh, if we can look at the the strikers that are going to be available. Uh, I know Troy Parrot obviously made his his debut um, for the senior team recently and. Um, is possibly one of the the, the, the highest profile uh, strikers that we've had in some time. You know, coming through the the academy system at uh, at Tottenham, scoring in the the UEFA Youth League. But I think that Adam Ida has possibly overtaken him. You know, obviously he made a uh, a massive impact with his with a hat trick in the FA Cup, and then going on to to start at Old Trafford, um, Norwich. Possibly going to get relegated this season. Look, we still don't know what's going to happen um, to the the league in uh, in the UK. Our team, who's going to get relegated, or who's going to be named champions? Um, but I think next season we're going to see a lot more of Ademaida for Norwich, wherever they're playing. Um, so maybe controversially, I think uh, Troy Parts going to stay with the under twenty ones until he starts getting regular first team football but mark of the of the current strikers so uh who do you see being kept and uh, possibly what role do you think they're going to play uh under the new manager yeah it's a good question because even with the under 21 guys you know coming through they'll be really chomping at the bit to kind of get some first team action again what does Stephen Kenny do with a guy like David McAldrick from Sheffield United I mean it was quite clear from the onset that Mick McCarthy was a big fan of McGoldrick in terms of his hold-up play, his work rate, run through the channels. Maybe his scoring rate hasn't been the greatest. So it'll be interesting to see whether they'll kind of whether Kenny will kind of have him some way involved in in the the, in the system. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. Yeah, Philip, I don't know if you have any kind of viewpoint on that because you know we're not really blessed with natural goal-scoring strikers since the Robbie Keane days. I mean, we've Undoubted talent, no doubt, but again, is there anyone there kind of you you think might be uh, kind of looking for a call up here? 
I think it'll be, as you said, I think it'll be Ida and Connolly. Um, I know Parrot can play on the left, can't he? Yeah, he can play anywhere really across the front three. Um, yes, you may see him uh, include maybe in the Nations Leagues and maybe because we have to try and sort out our left side as well. We, McLean, you know, he's in and out. He's, you know, he's he's hot and cold. I think the, the well, we're talking about all these players coming in. I think the big thing that Kenny needs to, well, he probably does realise, but Irish fans need to realise is that this is going to be a, a total totally new restructuring of how we play football. Like I listened to that second captain's interview with Kenny there during the week. Like he is totally different to anything we've ever seen from an Ireland manager really in the last 20 years. So he's about overloading the midfield, having possession of the football, keeping the ball, making the pitch as wide as you can. So like when it comes to up front, it's, uh, it's anybody's guess. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see long start. You know, he's been in good form. He's not the goal scorer that we need, but he's he's good off the ball as well this season for Southampton. So it, it's hard to know. But um, but it, it's going to be... I can't see him, like, lumping the ball up to McGoldrick and looking for a man to run off him if his whole kind of philosophy is we're going to pass the ball, we're going to keep the ball and, and wait for positions to open up. So it's anyone's guess, really, out of... I haven't seen enough of Ida or... Uh, um. Connolly, I've seen a bit of Connolly, but to say who play that position better, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I, I think um, McGoldrick, uh, especially maybe, is uh, the kind of player that that's certainly the under twenty ones didn't play within like a, a, a recognised target man. Um, so maybe it'd be a case of uh, you know what of what the, the the best he can make of the the, the strikers available, you know. You know, if McGoldrick plays uh, up front, you know, can he hold the ball up for for the likes of Ida, for the likes of Parrot, for the likes of Connolly uh, to come into to come into the box to to take advantage of whatever space or to to harass the uh, defenders. Um, but I think we can all agree that it's going to be uh, it is going to be different. Um, just moving away slightly, so from uh, Stephen Kenny's uh, actual appointment, what do you think? of the the assistance that he's brought in uh, he worked with with Keith Andrews at under 21 level um he's uh had a good reputation as a coach uh or he's built his reputation as a coach rather at that level and had had previously worked with with the other uh Irish underage sides um he had a show on YouTube with off the ball the Keith Andrews show um that I thought was very good and he had some interesting breakdowns of how the the Ireland teams uh were playing um, and beside him, Damien Duff brought in from Celtic, and obviously, you know, had he was uh, building a reputation of his own at Shamrock Rovers. So, Mark, how do you think that compares to the team that McCarthy had with him, Terry Connor and Robbie Keane? Yeah, I mean, it really, from a head coaching perspective, you need guys that you can trust and her who have a shared footballing philosophy. And I think Keith Andrews, Damien Duff definitely fit that bill with Damien or with Stephen Ke- Ke- Kenny, particularly if they're going to go with the expansive, creative kind of playing it out from the back philosophy that we think and should deploy here as the new manager. Um, I think Keith Andrews is a good appointment. Uh, I think he's well knowledgeable on the game with his punditry, but he's watched an awful lot of championship football in recent seasons. You know, he's seen the emergence of like some guys like that. Um, um, so I, I think he'd be a good assistant manager for um, for uh, Stephen Kenny for sure, and then Damien Duff as well. Like 
had his kind of uh, coaching spell with Shamrock Rovers. His experience with Neil Lennon and Glasgow Celtics being invaluable. And really, if we're looking to kind of change it up in terms of creativity and how we're going to play our football, uh, Keith Andrews, and particularly Damien Duff being there, very skillful player, you know, very good on the ball. I think these are good appointments. The only thing I would say is kind of lack of a kind of, you know, of a kind of elder statesman person there, kind of if things were to go a little bit awry, who are these guys going to basically take counsel from to mm-hmm. kind of get some advice? But again, overall, these are good kind of dynamic, progressive uh, appointments, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something that might fly a little under the radar as well is that, you know, Damien Duff will obviously have worked with a lot of the, there's a lot of Irish players in the, the, the youth setup at Celtic at the moment. Um, so he'll be able to pass on his impressions of of these players of of what they've what they've done uh, at Celtic Park, you know, and whether they're they're worth bringing into the to the under twenty one or even into the the, the senior side. Uh, so Phil, with obviously with Stephen Kenny moving up, there's a, a vacancy for the under twenty one squad, and uh, Jim Crawford has been appointed. Um, what do you feel about that? Is is it a, a continuation of the the philosophy that that Kenny has brought in? Do you think he'll be his own man? Um, how do you see the like what has been to, to now a very successful under twenty one campaign going? Yeah, well, I, t- I don't think he's going to be able to change much, and I think that, that the appointment is kind of similar. Um, I don't, I can't see too much of a difference in styles of play anyway. And I think he's just going to have to continue on while trying to put his own stamp on the team. But I, I could see the thing with Kenny coming in now is as well, that I think you're going to see a lot more players coming through the youth ranks quicker. So if someone's good at under 17, they're going to under 19, you're going to see them come into the under 21s quicker. And if they have, a, a you know, half a good season in the under 21s, you're going to see them in the senior side getting a crack at a, a Nations League game or a friendly. So I think that's going to be the biggest change. I think, like, you know, we always said before that most Irish players make their senior debuts when they're about 27. I think that's something that's going to change with what's happening with the restructuring of the two management teams. I think you're going to see players just come through a lot quicker. So that's kind of the most exciting aspect of it. Okay, and I suppose the 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 biggest controversy and possibly just a storm in a teacup really is what Robbie Keane's role is going to be. Um, he was given a, a four-year contract by the the FAI. Um, he wasn't the assistant manager uh, to Mick McCarthy, but he was part obviously part of the the coaching setup. So, Phil, do you think that a, a role should be should be made for Robbie Keane? Um, should he maybe work with the under twenty ones or? Should we just say, look, you're doing really well with Middlesbrough. Come back in a couple of years when you've got, you know, when you've got the the experience necessary to coach at international level. Yeah, to be honest, I love Keane as everyone does, but I just pay him and that'd be it. I, exactly what you said. There's no point trying to find a place for him. He he's either going to fit or he's not going to fit. Like as as you were just discussing. The reason Andrews has come in is because he's worked with the under-21s. He knows all the little kinks. He knows all the little attributes of the players coming through that we're going to need for the senior team. So it's consistency. The same with Duff. Duff's worked with youth football, and he's going to know a lot of the players as well. So to try and... it's like It would be such an Irish thing to try and shoehorn Keane in somewhere he's not needed. 
But if he's not needed, I'd, I'd let him go and I'd pay him. And hopefully he'll come back someday and, and possibly be a manager of the senior team. But I, I wouldn't try and make a spot for him specifically if there wasn't something there he was willing to do you know, straight away, which it doesn't look like. Yeah, I think that story is going to possibly develop over the next uh, the next couple of weeks and hopefully we see a resolution fairly quickly. I actually think that the way uh, the way the FAI did announce it was possibly the it's possibly one of the, the the most straightforward ways that they've approached things in recent years. There was no there was no rumors, there was a leak maybe an hour or two before the actual announcement from the FAI, and now it's very much a case that Stephen Kenny is the manager, Mick McCarthy is the former manager, these are his assistants, and the and the Robbie Keane situation is the one dangling thread that we, we hope is is uh, is resolved uh, as soon as possible. Um, so I, I don't know if we have anything else uh, we've we've covered the the last the last twelve months and and we've looked forward to the the next twelve months under uh, the new management. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our talk and um, we look forward to to speaking to you again soon. Um, we're going to be returning to our our look back at the 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 two thousands. Uh, the decade from 2000 to 2009 international football soon with our look at Brian Kerr's reign as international manager. Um, I'd like to thank Mark and Phil and um, hope to talk to you soon. Thanks, lads. Yeah, see you guys. Okay. It's going to stop recording now.